And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 148. You have a week four recap with a week five preview. Your host, CJ Savaro, joining alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight, brother? Doing well. Uh, excited to be back on the pond as you make your exit. Thanks for <laughs> introducing. Uh, no, season's going well, midway through. Excited. Uh, good week four games. A lot of teams got on the board, got the first win. Um, hoping, hopefully, teams can start making a little bit of a playoff push. Tommy? Tired. Just think something was 12 o'clock. I got to get up in five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I blame Kurtzman for that because he's been here for over an hour and we fucking started this yep, podcast now. Yeah, you're right. We could have started it an hour ago. That is correct. <laughs> My fault. All right. Nothing to say except for games are at the Blue Turf starting at 10 o'clock this week again. Uh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and 1 o'clock games. Should be a fun weekend. All right, week four preview, first game of the day, 10 o'clock. Houston beats Rowan 34-26. Um, tell me your thoughts on the game if you watched it. Okay. I reffed it. I, I watched the game, and it started off, I thought, what I, I might have expected. Uh, the first three possessions for uh, Rowan was two interceptions and a safety. I go, okay, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm going to give credit to, to Negron. Uh, something snapped. I don't know what happened. Uh, he hit a short pass, I think, to Chase. Yes. And Chase took it for like, you know, 40 yards. Yeah. Uh, and then he realized, just, you know, this is how we're going to move the ball. And all of a sudden we had an offense. And they started moving the ball and they started scoring points. Uh, I think Paulie had two touchdowns, yeah. which we've been calling for. I mean, he was moving the ball well. And this is a very tight game towards the end. And it unfortunately resulted in another turnover where he actually was in uh, Houston territory. Got the first down in the play. Right. And they were in close to first and goal. And you know what? I'm not going to blame him for this, even though there was a turnover. And he said, and, and I spoke to him about it. Is ultimately, it's my fault. I take responsibility. But everyone's yelling pitch. Everyone's yelling okay. lateral, lateral, okay. lateral. And then you know what? When you're doing that and you hear that, yeah, you do it. And then, you know, unfortunately, it didn't yeah. work out for him because uh, uh, Ryan Rougeau. Rougeau came up with a big play. Made yeah, a play. I, I, I liken that to you know when when um, Chris Webber called timeout in the in the, in the yes. national title game, yeah. and everyone's blaming him, but everyone on the on the sideline was yelling "call mm-hmm. timeout." Yeah, so that's what he did. It's hard to do something different right. than what everyone's yelling at. Right, you I mean he was 100%. scrambling at the moment. He was in the he red cuts zone, back, cuts back up the field, just tried to do a little too much. But like you said, everyone else was screaming. You know what? Ball, and, so. Listen, Houston's a really good team. I know they only have one victory, yeah. but they've lost every game at one point. It's a good team, and and you know what? Rome was hanging in there with them. They were going, you know, touchdown for touchdown towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that last turnover I actually killed them. But uh, I, I saw improvement. I wanted them to build on this. I thought it was a good game. You, you have the recipe. You know what it takes to win, uh, how to move the ball. Yeah. Start, let's start doing that. Let's see more of that. Yeah, I think it was good to see uh, Chase touch the ball more in this game. Yeah. was his dominant self with four sacks again. He is leading the league in sacks, going crazy. Um, as for Houston, they pick up their first win of the year. Um, Tommy looks good again, but does throw another three interceptions. He just he, he's turned the ball over a lot. Um, but they are moving the ball well with the short passing game. They hit on a few slants to Rougeau. Rougeau scored first play of their uh, first play of his uh, of the drive for them. Tim Howard another long touchdown down the sideline. Speed demon. Um, Houston's offense. We're not worried about. I'm worried about the defense a little bit. Rags has been a beast on the D line. He's second yes. or third in the league in sacks. He's had three, uh, two or three safeties on the season. He's been a big player for them. He brings it on every play. But it seems he like he doesn't take a break. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like um, offensive against Negron, but they had the worst offense in the league coming into the week, and now you allow four touchdowns against them. 
it seems like Houston's going to be playing a lot of shootouts this season. They're going to have to rely on their offense to score a lot yeah. of points. Um, they have playmakers. They were missing Steve Ruiz in this game, but I thought their defense obviously stepped up, made enough plays. Um, I'm just saying, looking more going forward, defense needs to step up, get more stops because the offense is scoring points. Yeah. Um, but Rowan, they played a they played a hard fought game. Had a hail mary opportunity at the last play, but uh, fell incomplete. Um, uh, just. Get rid of the ball quicker. And yeah, one more still, piece of advice. Hundred percent. I think he can still get rid of the ball faster. Those screens, those slants, hitches, yeah. just things to get your guys involved. We, we've seen it over and over again in this league. Um, at times, flag grabbing can be suspect. And if you're yeah. not, if someone misses one flag grab, you're looking at a potential big gain. So yeah. sometimes the little little plays end up being big plays. Yeah, listen, Chase is a superior athlete. He's a yep. unit. Uh, you know, get him the ball. He can make plays for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all for that game. We'll do stats. Tommy, 14 of 20, 161 yards, three touchdowns. Also had. 63 rushing yards and a touchdown. Um, Austin had a sack. Tim had six catches for 94 yards and a touchdown and an interception. Ryan Rajo had four catches for 53 yards and two touchdowns and also had, like, the pick six on the lateral. Uh, Rags had two sacks and a safety, also had an interception. And Justin Suarez also had an interception, three tackles, and uh, TB had a catch for five yards. As for Rowan Negron, his best game of the season by far, 16 of 27, 193 yards, four touchdowns, 30 rushing yards. Uh, Paulie, three catches, 46 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Chase had uh, four for 59 and a touchdown and also had four sacks. Uh, Dexter had five for 54 and a sack. Uh, Arm, um, Frankie had a sack, a nice sack, an interception, and six tackles. Remy had three catches and a pass breakup, and Christian Dexter caught a touchdown. Devon had an interception and four tackles. All right, next game, um, ASU against TCU. A- TCU fall. I TCU wins. This game. TCU wins twenty five fifteen. I watched the film. Um, like what I saw again out of TCU, they've honestly their offense is built into a little. They like they have their. You can see they kind of have their plays. They like to run in that. They see that are successful. Um, Rich got more involved this week. He had an interception or two. Also had a couple of big runs. Um, Liam Knowles though just. A monster finds the end zone three times, picks six and two receiving touchdowns. He he's going to be the main guy on this team. And TCU, if they're going to succeed, Chris needs to just continue finding him the ball. He's done a good job of it really all season. And their defense for the first time ever really was making a lot of flag grabs. They had a bunch of sacks. Um, they were forcing Augie to have to make. They were making life difficult for him, and his decisions needed to be quicker than they were. Offensive line didn't hold up that well. Uh, at a point, I know we had Mikey Freeman and Nick King playing line because Jodell was yeah. uh, hurt. Um, ASU is definitely in a little bit of a crunch mode now. They play a doubleheader this week. They're 0-4 going into the doubleheader. They play against uh, UNC and some and Memphis. Um, it's make it or break it time for this team. They have talent. They're getting Musi as a sub for Damian. Damian's out for the season. Mike Musi is subbing in. Is he playing for one game or playing no, for the rest, so rest of the season? No, for the rest of the season, Damian's that's, that's out. That's a big plus for ASU. Yeah, I think. Musi's a beast lineman. Yeah, he's a good, great offensive lineman that doesn't care about catching the ball. He's a great defensive lineman, And too. also a great defensive lineman. Played on the Dartmouth uh, championship, championship team. team. Anchor. Um, yeah, anchor. anchor and, yeah, he was an absolute beast. Um, it's a good pickup for them. A Damien obviously wasn't having the best season so far, and then the injury obviously ends that season. Um, I think for we'll talk. Let's talk about TCU, I guess, real quick. Um, the offensive scoring points. Chris is leading the league in passing yards. Nice. Um, they're looking better. They well, have to. We, we said they were improving every game. They were. They looked very good at the end of the second half against us. They looked very good. 
and they kind of parlayed yeah. that into a good performance. Like I said, I, when I first saw Chris, I said, I, there's something about him I like, even though they came out out of the gate 0-2. Yeah, I said, yeah. you know, but there is something there. You could see it. And now he's just getting the hang of the league, and, you know, and it's showing. Like I said, they get better every game. They came up with their, big, uh, their first win this week, and it was a big win for them. Yeah, I think they are finally figuring out exactly where to play guys, exactly how to get guys the ball. Paul Carter seems like he's like that. We need seven yards on a hitch in the middle. I'm gonna. He's gonna be that guy. Liam has been like the deeper guy, but also making plays out of the backfield. And Rich, doing his job on defense, still kind of trying to figure out his role in the offense. Touch the ball a few more times this week. Um, I think that team has li- a, a limited potential. And I think if Chris continues to get more comfortable and continues to let the ball fly, like I know he can, I think this is a team that's about to make a little bit of a run. They I got a yeah, double I'm hitter a, coming up this yeah. week. Uh, who are they playing? Uh, it's Houston and someone else. So it's, right. it's yeah, Oh, and ULA. It's two potential wins. Yeah, they could be tough in the playoffs if they get in. Um, yep. Uh, let, 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 let's try to find Ritter a little bit more. He is, he's a weapon. Yeah, he's he, big he, on the screen game, too. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's a game breaker. Mess. You know what? Liam's a stud. Carter's a stud. You got you got three guys that could you know make plays for you. Let's, you know, let's try to get everyone the ball. Yeah. Um, Josh Evelyn also played really well on their defensive line. Had a few sacks. Um, their team's coming together. I like them. Good. As for Arizona State, got to figure it out. Um, everyone needs to show up. Need that line to sit there and protect Augie, Matt, Musi, and Jodell. Give him time to throw. Um, but I also want to see Augie rid of the ball faster. And I think if Sam Allen is there, that hopefully helps the offense continue to move. They move the ball very well against Mikey, the one game that Sam Allen was there. So I'm going to take that into consideration if he's coming or not, to if they have a, a, a better chance of winning. But they're in crunch time, and they can't press. They have to just go out there that first game against UNC and hopefully pick up a dub, but they're not trending in the right direction. They didn't look great this week. Augie just keeps throwing that bad pick six. That kills the momentum that his team has, and I just want to see him get rid of that. And I think they could be all right. Stats, Augie, 12-20, 134 yards, two touchdowns, also 54 rushing yards. Um, And Spo, three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Matt Marola, five tackles, two pass breakups, and two catches. Uh, Tom Garvey had two catches. Um, Mikey Freeman had a pass breakup. Uh, Nick King had a 20, three catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. And Hayter had two catches for 35 yards and four tackles. Chris Hogre finished 17 to 24, 154 yards, three touchdowns. Also nice. had 31 rushing yards. Liam was three catches, 20 yards, two touchdowns. Also had a pick six and seven tackles. Rich Ritter, two catches for 36 yards. Interception, two pass breakups. Paul Carter, six catches, 33 yards, and a sack. Giroux had a catch for 10 yards. Randy had two catches for 15 yards. Colin Thompson had a touchdown, an eight-yard touchdown. And Josh Evelyn, like I said, had two sacks, a pass breakup, and two catches for 24 yards. All right, 11 o'clock games. Uh, Texas A&M against Clemson. This was uh, this was game of the week going into this game for context. Trevor was talking some shit in the captain's chat. Then uh, Clemson made a, uh, a hype, a little hype this video. It was all fun and games, but Texas A&M definitely took it a little, really, a little bit personally. Um, the game was heated. It was intense. Honestly, if you take away the two Trevor pick sixes, the game they the tech uh, it was it would have been a really good game. Trevor just really forcing the ball. Texas A&M's D line doing a very good job of making Trevor uncomfortable. Um, I think that te- Texas A&M was the better team in this game for sure. I think Trevor got a little rattled. Um, he's not. I, I you know we don't see Trevor like make those mistakes. Like last year, only threw one interception the entire right, season. Right. This year, this those two pick sixes and the second one was right to uh, Diniac Dins, yeah. and um, I just feel like he got a little out of it. 
and Texas A&M was able to use their like use the mind games to their advantage. Uh, Bowen, huge game in this one. Um, caught a touchdown, had a pick six. Um, but this game was won because of Texas A&M defense. They the defense came out and played. They scored they scored six, twelve, fourteen points on defense. They could have beaten Texas uh, Clemson with just their defensive points right. in this game, fourteen to thirteen. Um, I'm not worried about Clemson. I just think that they should just not make hype disfavors and get people hyped up to play them. <laughs> just come in there, get your job, get, come in like a business trip, come and get your job, come and get the job done and walk out as uh, winners. Um, A&M is a threat though. A&M is a very, very, very good team. They moved to 4-0 with this win. We'll talk about their other win the day later. Um, but talk about A&M. They're, they're a good team. Right, listen, I predicted them to go 2-0 on the day, which they did. Yes, they uh, did. They, to me, they moved up in the power rankings. We won't give that number just yet. But uh, listen, I'm a, I've always been a big believer in Sorrow since the day he came into the league. Uh, and he had a rough start in this league, but he figured it out. And I think he's one of the better players, one of the better leaders in this league. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about Justin, and I'll say it, and I say it all the time. He's the best player in the league. 100%. But the thing about this A&M team, they have guys that chip in and do everything. The little, 100%. The little guys that do, you know, I'm not going to say little guys, yeah. but they do the little things that help them win. Din's huge, huge game. Early in the game, he got into it with one of the defensive backs on Clemson. Okay. The Jiraki, am I saying his name oh, right? Oh, Beckham, Beckham. Yeah, Beckham. Okay. So, uh, you know, this. They're jawing at each other. What are you doing? What are you doing? At that point, Diz only had a conversion. But then after that, he turned it into a pick six and an offensive touchdown. touchdown. So that's what he does, you know? And he was a fifth-round pick or fourth-round pick. Yeah, and he's so much better than that. Uh, He had a great game. I want to give him a shot-out. It was was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a great day. Yeah, and then uh, it was a battle on the line. Yep. Oh, I mean, Corker uh, and you. Corker and well, Corker was going up against uh, uh, Matty D. Yeah, Matt Flip is okay. Yeah, so and that was a battle. It was a lot of hand checking, a lot. Yeah. You know, you can call holding almost every play, oh, either on both sides. But you know, it was a battle. These guys were going at it. Uh, you beer, you beer, tuna. Oh, oh what a, it was a mat. It was a. It was uh, a beer, I got a shot there. Yeah, he knocked down two passes. Three. I mean, three passes. Yeah, they oh. had they had five combined. Wow, uh, pass rush between the two of them. They. They kept Clemson in this game because they kept they got the stops. Like outside of the Trevor pick sixes, they only scored two touchdowns on the offensive side of the ball. A&M. Clemson's defense came to play. Um, I don't want to blame Trevor, but he let uh, up. We'll, we'll get to that offense. shortly. I'll, I'll get to Trevor shortly. Uh, I just want to say I'm watching that game and battle in the trenches. I think Patty came up with a big sack. Yep. Uh, was it a safety? He, no, it was on the one yard line. Well, oh, Suroff had the big sack safety in that right, game. Right. Okay. Well, but, but Tuna, like like I said, he comes to play every week. Can't stop him. Can only hope to contain him. Uh, the thing about Trevor, I watch. You know, when I watch him play, I'm amazed. He makes unbelievable throws. He had, he had a slant pass. Uh, Guzman over the uh, middle. What a throw. Go- what a gorgeous throw. And, and he could do this every week on a regular basis. My problem with him this game is once he throws the pick. He was kind of out of it. Didn't even go to try to, you know, make a play on the guy to grab oh, his flag. Okay. I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't just give up like that. I. I don't want to see early that in the game. Yeah. So I'm. I'm calling him out this one. I mean, listen. Your team is great at converting turnovers into points. Mm-hmm. But when something like that happens to you, I want to see you bounce back from adversity. I want to see you get back into this game mentally as well as physically. Uh, I didn't see that, and I think it cost him at the end. 
Yeah. I also think that if you if you're the quarterback, and I'm talking all the quarterbacks, you make that play, and you have a good defense like Clemson, right. you could stop them from scoring points. Maybe you stop them at like the 27, so it's first and goal from the 23. Now your defense with Ubeer and uh, Calk are able to get back there, and make plays on Suroff. It's just a different complexion. Um, I definitely understand the standing there. I definitely stopped doing that because it's you gotta just make the play. But I agree with you. Garland looked a little out of it um, towards the end of the game. And believe me, he's so much better yeah. than that. No, he's listen, one of the was... better quarterbacks in this league. He's gotta, I want, he's gotta be a leader. Yeah. And, and you, you lead by example. You show your team that you're in it. You're not giving up on any play. Mm-hmm. You know what? You get guys that they're out there giving it their all in every single play. I got to see the same from from the leader of the team. Clemson, uh, Clemson, definitely their defense is something to be reckoned with. They figured it out defensively, holding it's, them it's to a just great two team. touchdowns. It's yeah, a Trevor great doesn't. Team. Listen, like I said in the beginning of this talk, if Trevor didn't throw the two pick sixes, the game could have been a little bit different. But I mean, it was only a 14 point game, right? 27-13 final, yes. All right, so here's another thing that bothered me. Okay, go for it. A little less than two minutes in the game. I've heard about this. They, yep. they just give up. They didn't call what, timeouts or What like that. the fuck in my life never did I stop playing until the final whistle? Also, we're amateurs. Like, anything can happen. Anything can happen. A fumble, a pick. Also a not, bad snap. What the fuck are we doing here? We play like Madden. Like, we're throwing the ball up 14. Like, we're not just running. Like, teams aren't just running the ball. So, it's like, even, I just feel like anything listen, can happen. Even if he's taking a knee, he's taking a snap out of the shotgun. What, there was never a bad snap out of shotgun before? That's what I'm saying. What? You do not give up. I played to the final whistle. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. There's been so it's many like, games Yeah, you year. couldn't. There's never been a game where they didn't score more, two touchdowns in less than a minute and a half. Come on. I see it in the pros. I, I, I'm i not there. a big fan of that. I don't like giving up. You've been preaching that for years, though. So, but yeah, since, not, since I've been since doing the this. Inception yeah. is podcast. 100%. All right, well, A&M moves to 4-0 and look very good. Stats, Surov 9 of 18, 80 yards, 2 picks, 42 rushing yards, sack safety. Justin, 4 catches, 40 yards, 2 pass breakups, 5 tackles. Noah Torino, 2 catches for 14 yards. Bowen had an 11-yard touchdown and the pick 6. Dins had 2 catches, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Boy, Dins. And a pick 6. Also caught a conversion. Some, John Simpkins had three tackles, and Tuna had a sack. For Clemson, Trevor was 13 of 1,841 yards, um, two touchdowns. Cog had 18 receiving yards and a sack. Beast. And two pass breakups. Absolute beast. Ubeer had three pass breakups and a catch. Aunt Brett, I expected a little more out of him in that game. He didn't get the ball enough. Only had one catch that's, for 21 yards. That's another thing I wanted to say. I think he should be getting the ball more. Yeah, the kid's a playmaker. Yeah. Uh, CJ, five catches, 26 yards. Um, Nick Hardigan, two catches, 24 yards, and a touchdown. And John Guzman had the long 45-yard touchdown on the beautiful throw we talked about beautiful. earlier. Nick Hardigan also had an interception and a pass breakup. All right, other 11 o'clock game. Uh, did you watch UAB versus UNC? Mikey versus Ravel? Uh, I watched it, so I can I mean, I didn't watch it, but I No, I didn't, see, I didn't see most All of All right, it. well, I'm going to say something right now. Rob Bell is playing the best football of his career in this league. Um, he looks good. If he could just get rid of those one to two turnovers a game, it would make them so much better. Um, early in the game, throws a pick right to Mikey. They end up scoring. Then UNC goes on a little bit of a run. Um, up 19 to 12 at a point. Um, it felt like they had a little momentum in the game, but then two plays in a row, touchdown, Conversion to tie the game, and then pick six by Ibay. Tough two-play, three-play stretch. They score on three straight plays, get uh, 12 points, go up by uh, go up no third, 14 points, go up by seven, 26-19, and then there was a little controversy. Then Johnny Smart gets pulled at the one-yard line, a bunch of personal foul calls. They end up losing the game, 26-19. But um, you're you were first on the UNC bandwagon. They are a good team. They play good defense. They pull flags pretty well, and they um. 
they make plays on the football in the air. Like, they have a lot of pass breakups as a team. They turn the ball over. Uh, Denoya's playing great defensive back. Yes, Mahmoud's playing good defensive back. Pip is doing a good job second in the league in does, tackles. Does Denoya lead the league in interceptions? Yes, he tied yes, for the league in interceptions, tied for second in pass breakups. Um, they're a good defensive team. Their defense is going to keep them in it even through the Rob L. Uh, turnovers. Wickop, another great game, causing havoc in the backfield. They bring the energy. Um, a lot of good shit talking this game between Wickop and uh, Mikey. Loved it. Um, not really. Like I, I mean, like it was it was a pretty back and forth affair. I want to talk about IB. His volume is so low, but he just scores every time he touches the ball. Um, super electric. Six touchdowns on like eighteen total touches this year. Scoring like a third of, the, third of the time he touches the ball, only really touching it on screens and like, like that's really it and runs. But he's making the most of his touches. Um, he's an ele- he's most one of the most electric players in the league with the ball in his hands. If not, actually, he is the most electric player in the league with the ball in yeah. his hands. Um, and if he is able to do that, that just makes the offense so much um, more open in the secondary because you can use IB, you fake screens, you throw balls over the top. People have to respect that screen. You're going to see more teams trying to jump the screens, and it's going to open up the offense a lot more for UAB. Um, Mikey's playing also very good football yes. right now. Second in the league in t- total touchdowns. Attaboy, Mike. Um, and I really feel like he hasn't even, like, like I hate to say it, but I just feel like he hasn't even played that well. I think he, I think I'm saying like he's played well, obviously, but I think he plays so much better. Yes. And um, he's running the ball super effectively this year. He's using his line in the passing game, and they haven't even unlocked Pooh. Pooh is a dynamic athlete, and they haven't even really unlocked him. Low volume offense, but they score a lot of points. They haven't so. let the Pooh flow. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, talking about we're talking about IB being electric. Yeah. Conversely, you got uh, Oliva on the other side. He could take yeah. any any two three yard pass yeah. and take it to the house. Did he do with this game? Uh, I think he did in the other game against Vandy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, on the first first possession yeah, of the game. Yeah, I, let, let's get the ball in more. Uh, after the game, I was talking. I, I said, you know what? I think UNC is the most competitive team in the league. And someone said, what do you mean by that? You know, there are everyone competes in this league. I said, well, that's not just not true. Yeah, well, I, well you got to do. You, you better play your best game against UNC because you, you're not going to blow them out. Yeah. They're going to be in every game, and it's going to be a nail biter. So it's going to be a fight from from uh, beginning whistle to end whistle. Yeah, I have to execute well against them, especially yeah. late in the it's, game. It's a good team for being an undersized team. They're very, very good. Yep, and they've uh, Rob is just he's um he's got he's done a little bit less of running around the pot behind the line of scrimmage and just trying to like be the hero. I felt like he's way more composed. I do want to see him. If I had any advice for him, I feel like what I saw in film, especially in this game, was. Um, sometimes he gets under pressure and just like flips the ball up there. Yeah. I just need just take the sack, just yeah. take the sack, or throw it at your lineman's feet. Yeah, you can always throw it at your yeah, lineman's feet. They're all eligible. Y- yeah, you're never gonna get. Yeah, a you're never gonna touch a grinding for that. Um, also, I want to see him when he calls the short passes. I feel like he like predetermines like, all right, I'm going there no matter what. And it got picked in one of the other games, and that kind of led to just like the two or three plays per game that Rob just doesn't have out of his game yet. If he gets those plays Let's out of his game. cut down the mistakes, that's yep. what I'm saying. But Joe Pitt, Mike Oliva, Wickop, those guys are great leaders, and wow. they are making plays. Also, late in game, Mike Oliva got to be on the field on defense. I saw him I saw him on the sideline at the late in the um, game. Unless he was winded, I wouldn't have him on the sideline. Yeah, I, I think I understand, like, maybe you have your offense and your defense and you want, like, other guys to play. But late game, got to have your best seven athletes out there. You, you know what? When I look at that secondary and I see Oliva and I see Pip and I see Denoy out there. Denoy, yeah. Yeah, that, that is a tough secondary yep. to throw against. Yep. All right, let's get um, some stats. Rob L, 11 of 17, 89 yards, two touchdowns, had the two picks, also had 60 rushing yards and a touchdown. Pip, two catches, 21 yards, a sack and an interception. Michael Leva, three catches, 12 yards, two touchdowns. Johnny, three catches, 29 yards and a pick. 
Denoya, catch for five yards. James Whitcop, two catches, 22 yards for UAB. Mikey, 7-15, 117 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Also had three ca- uh, rushes for 14 yards and a touchdown. Also had five tackles and an interception on defense. IB, three catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a pick six, ended up being the game winner. Jarwar, catch for four yards. Dean Wiatrowski had a sack. A-Rod had two sacks. Don Palumbo, catch a uh, 20-yard touchdown. Pooh had two catches for 25 yards. And Blizz had two tackles. UAB wins 26-19. Yeah, let me give it a big shout-out to A-Rod. Uh, two sacks, big game, being mm-hmm. vocal. Love it. Love, love, love that kind of energy that he brings. Yep. Uh, UAB moves to 4-1 in the season. Dangerous team. Play, they play in only dog fights, but that's gonna that's good for yeah, a team. That's Mikey's mo. Yep, and he's comfortable, most comfortable. Oh, 100 like percent. When the game is on the line, Mikey wants the ball in yeah. his hands, and he's got playmakers on the outside to help him out at a good yeah, line. That's does, a really good team. He does not um, fold under the pressure. Yeah, they're a good team. They're going to be a force we reckon with every week. All right, next game. Um, well, I guess we'll do my game against Cal U. No Collis in this one. Honestly, ugly game. Ugly game. Fourteen to six final. Um. Their defense is really, really good. Really good. Really good. Um, we were trying to roll the pocket and move the and like run the ball, and they were all over it. I think I had one really big run. It was in the very beginning of the game, the first possession. I think I ran for like twenty yards. Outside of that, I don't think I had a run for more than like seven the rest of the game. One thing we talked about after the game was we should have just abandoned the run. It just wasn't working. We should have just abandoned it, stopped doing it. But their D line was all was 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 a good was good. Yeah, Douglas uh, is awesome. Mancini, Mancini Douglas, awesome. yeah. uh, J.K. Will. They were making life difficult. They they uh, they mixed up their coverages. Um, but I guess at the end we just were able to get the job done. Our defense played very very good ball. We only allowed like. X had 62 passing yeah. yards and 39 rushing yards. We let up 100 yards of offense. Good it was job. a good day for our defense. Stulak and, yeah, and, Stulak, and Matt Hughes, Mark and, in the back, yeah. Keanu, Dylan. Like, we were all Great out there job. making plays. I'm not happy about the win, though. I'm not happy about beating them without Collis. Not happy about the way we beat them without Collis. Yeah, I kind of feel gypped <laughs> that they didn't have Collis. That would love to see that. 100%. You know what? But this game, the flow of this game could have been different if Collis was playing. It might have been where you were trading scores. You Maybe, know? yeah. You don't know the flow of the game because it's just it wasn't there. The urgency, I feel like it was taken right. out a little bit when we when when Carlos wasn't there. Um, I feel like also we got inside the five a few times, didn't score. Um, one possession, we started at the nine. They get a sack the first play. Now we're at second and eighteen. So like just little things, big plays that end up keeping the game super close. Their D line played great. Uh, they pulled flags very well. They always do. Will Saba X. Um, well, I guess we won't see the real uh, game until you guys face each other in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe we'll see in the playoffs. Cal, you plays against Texas A&M this week. Oh, that's so a that's big a game. Big game. Um, huge game. Wish we could have Kyle's at this one. Honestly, it was an ugly game. Defenses both came to play. We're on target a lot. Not a lot. Every yard in this game was earned by both teams. The defenses were really on pay, really on target. Didn't live up to the game of the week hype. Um, yeah, so that's really it. I told my team we need to regroup. Needs to be better and needs to get back to scoring thirty a game because fourteen ain't gonna cut it against a team with their with their quarterback there. Um, X looked uncomfortable all day in the pocket. We were giving them hell. We kept all their short gains to nothing. We didn't allow any big plays. Yeah, that's really all I got in this game. You got anything? Nah, I really didn't watch this game. It I was came boring. Bits and pieces. You were yeah. watching another game. The other game yeah. was way more electric. Yeah. No, I could, I honestly couldn't agree more. I wouldn't have watched my game over the game that we're about to talk about next. Louisville moves to five and zero. Oh, Cal, you moves to four and one. 
not worried about either team moving forward. Cal U is still a juggernaut, in my opinion. Yes, they Because to play that well on defense against a team that we had the most right. points yeah, going into the, the game. The high-scoring team in the league. Yep. And uh, I think if Carlos is there, it could have been definitely been a different yeah, game. Yeah, I think it would be. 100%. I think it would be different. Carlos and me played on Saturday. It was a 32-26. Right. came down to the last play of the game. It was, right. yeah, so. Um, yeah, stats. X, 8 of 13, 62 yards, no touchdowns. Had six carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Douglas had five for 45 in a sack and a pass breakup. Will Saba, two catches and two pass breakups. Ty Pierce had a catch for nine yards. Jake Hillwell had a pass breakup. Pete Mancini had a sack. And Oshbar had a catch for six yards. For Louisville, I was 13 of 25 for my 89 yards and a touchdown. 67 rushing yards and a touchdown. My worst game of the season by far. Dylan, five catches, 46 yards and a touchdown. Matt Hughes, two sacks and a pass breakup. Mark Kokoda had a catch. Joe DeMeo had a catch. Stulak had a catch. Jordan May also had a pass breakup. Keanu, four catches, 27 yards, and a sack. Big sack in third down in the last possession of the game for them. Uh, also caught the game-winning, game-sealing catch on a first down. So, um, No Dylan this week for us, so Keanu's going to – Keanu, Stulak, and Mark are going to have to step up, play big for us. All right, uh, 12 o'clock game, UNC versus Vandy. I saw Bob the end of, this, fir- end of the first half to – uh, this, the all the second half. Okay, let me. I'll give you. I'll give you the first. Yeah. I'll give you the first half of the game. Um, Vandy's defense comes out hot, and then third, third down in the twenty, Michael Lee runs for a forty-five yard touchdown, makes four guys miss. Just Michael Lee things. Right. Um, Vandy comes back down and scores, and it's six-six, and then UNC kind of controls the game for most of the game. Is up twenty-seven to six at a point. Now talk. Okay, so. <laughs> So beginning uh, at halftime, I hear them say, "Listen, we're a lot bigger than they are. Let, right? Well, let's run it down their throats." I, I, I agreed with that. They do have a much bigger line. Yes, Melozzi, Elvina, Coburn, bigger than Wickop, Lebo, Giants, Mark. I gotta give a shout out to Elvina. I believe I called him out the week before. And they, he had a good game this week. He came yep. up with three sacks this week. Was it three? Oh, I don't have their stats here. They had two. I think he had two, two or three. It was two, two or three. Yeah, but yeah. good. Yeah, good game. Very game. Very good. Game. Good job, Alvina. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to have to light a fire under the rest every week. Show up and play like a first round pick. 100%. That's all I got to say. All right. So second half, I hear. Let's come out, ram, ram it down their throat. I like the game plan. You're much bigger. Let's do it. First snap through the. Uh, they With had. Um, well, they they didn't have. Uh, it wasn't Joe back there, quarterback. They had. Oh, um, they receiver. Had, yeah, had a receiver oh, back Johnny there. Johnny Light or right? They were going like or... in a wing formation. They were just going to run it. And no, I don't think it was Johnny. Who was the? Uh, Orlando. No, it wasn't Orlando. No. Thin kid. Oh, uh, Ryan Bartlett. Yeah, I think that yeah, was him. Yeah. Uh, like the snap, kind of like it was low, and, and it, I don't know if it went through his legs, but he, he missed it. it. Right, and they jumped on it for safety. Second possession, they get a pick six. Next play, Mahmoud pick six. Right. right. Yep. So you know what? They they come out out of the gate, second half. Two turnovers, two touchdowns. That's just terrible. And, yeah, and you know what? It's the mistakes that are killing this team, mm-hmm. and we say it every week. It's mistakes that they can't overcome and put them in a huge hole. Mm-hmm. And I figure, all right, maybe this game is over. But no, they came back. They came roaring back. Um, they, three they, touchdowns. Yeah, they were down three touchdowns. They, they came back. They tied this game, go to overtime. And Rob Bell had a pick six. Uh, not, Vin Orlando had a pick six on Rob. Right. Rob, once again, making the, the boneheaded play that potentially could cost his team. team. Right. Um, I want to talk about Vanderbilt's offense real quick. But I, let, let's get to the, the, the game oh, winner. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're Rob right. Rob Torino. It goes to overtime. Goes to overtime. the first play of overtime, Rob Torino. Rob Torino. 25-yard touchdown you down the sideline. You couldn't side stop him. Oh could not God. stop him. Big Rob, there and you go. The whole league went crazy when they saw it. Big UNC shout UNC went nuts. Um, UNC. And then that, that was the craziest play ever. Rob makes a play. Um, 
league was on fire, electric, and then All they right. come down, fourth and goal for Vandy from like the seven or eight yard line, and Pitt pick sixes it for the win. For the win. Um, but let's get back to Rod just one second. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are going to remember this because I'm older than you guys, but fucking Rod went full Earl Campbell. <laughs> Took the ball and just went down like a fucking... Made like three or four guys miss. Yeah, like a locomotive. Just fucking steam ahead. Yep. He he uh, he made an absolute play that UNC needed. UNC needed someone to ignite them. They were down, up 27-6. to six. You blow the lead. Yeah. You go to overtime. Vanderbilt has all the momentum. You get the ball first, which in this overtime, you really don't want to get the ball first. You want to get the ball second, so you know what you have to do. They get the ball first, and Rob Torino makes a play. The most unlikely hero for UNC. Rob the Torino. Hero. Um, I love it. No one knows this, but like Rob used to be like very good athlete, like like much thinner, and he kind of showed it there. Like he was moving down the sideline oh, yeah. a little bit. Um, made a couple guys miss and scores and wins the game. That was an incredible moment. Loved it. Love seeing um, shit like that. Love seeing shit like that. Um, a little controversy at the end of the, on the end of the game. Uh, I think there was a pass to Orlando where he yes got, he. he Ball hit his hands and the ball went up and his flag was pulled. Mm -hmm. Then he caught the ball. Yeah. And referee already blew the play dead. Yeah. That's tough. It's tough. Then the referee goes, well, then everyone would be juggling it. And then, you know, how can I make a call? Listen, I think it's a bang, bang play. There was a play last year where uh, Moore did the same thing. He bobbled it up in the air, got his flag pulled, then grabbed it. They didn't call the play dead in the moment and he scores touchdown and it counts. So I think it really just comes down to what the ref does because it's it's a bang, bang play. It's a weird play. It doesn't happen in flag football very often. I don't think kids are kids. The players are intentionally bobbling the ball. No, I do not think Orlando intentionally. Vanderbilt's receivers had drop problems again. But listen, I I was happy they were getting the ball to Orlando. I said in last week's pod they got to get the ball to Orlando. Huge game, ten yeah. catches, one hundred and ten yards. Yeah, that's what I like to see. I want to see more of that too. If you want to be competitive, let's get the ball out to your players. Yeah, I think him and Joe Malozzi have, have been the two most reliable guys. Johnny Alight had a bad game, multiple drops, dropped a touchdown or two, maybe I don't remember, but just not a good game from him. Joe says that he needs him to be better if they're gonna win. They have a huge doubleheader this week. Oh, they got, it's tough. They, um, got, they got me and Mikey, so yeah, they got right. a tough doubleheader. Um, but in this game, I just. I, Man, Leota's Leota's really down right now because they're one in four. He did not expect or one in three. Didn't expect to be one in three through four weeks. Um, he feels like he's playing good ball, and I I can't lie. I think the film kind of shows he is playing pretty good ball. I think there's been a lot of offensive mistakes by this team, whether it be high snaps, low snaps, um, not completing bobbles, their routes, not completing their routes, bobbles into defenders' hands, drop catches. So I just think Vandy as a whole needs to step up and be better for Joe. Don't blame the game. Don't don't want to blame the game on your quarterback. I know I'm a quarterback right. talking about that, and the quarterback is All always right. at fault at the end of the game, but I don't think this is the 1-3 start is because of Joe, and I'm just going to go out there and say I Listen, care. if you guys are looking at film, if you guys are practicing, you get, you got to get on the same page with your quarterback. I see a lot of times where, you know, he's throwing a timing route and his receivers aren't finishing their route. One of Joe's biggest pet peeves, I've played with him multiple years, run your route, I'm calling it for a reason, I'm yeah. going to throw it. Even if I'm not looking at you, I could look back to you and throw So I know, listen, I know how Joe, uh, how Joe plays and he likes things on time and on the money. So you got to be ready when your head whips around, know that ball's already in the air. And he'll, he'll deliver it, he'll put yes. it there. And I honestly also, I remember the big thing about Leota coming in was that he threw really hard and that like big arm, but... He's not throwing that hard right now. They're just dropping the ball. So, um, good job by Vanderbilt to come back and make it a game and show life, but unable to finish the job. We'll talk about it again. Yeah, Rob you, Again, UNC hangs tough. Go Rob big Tarino. Rob. Uh, UNC done with their doubleheaders. Only team in the league to play six games so far. They sit at two and four. Two more wins is a guaranteed playoff spot. I thought you were talking about three of my, my I don't know. Hand. I don't know. Uh, we, still have, we still have two winless teams, 
and three teams with one win. So they're sitting in like seventh, uh, like eighth or ninth right now, but four games left. So they got to They're playing tough. They they got heart. Uh, yeah, you, you better bring it when you play them because they're ready to play. 100%, that team. one of the most competitive teams in the league. Vanderbilt, I'm sorry. I do not have your stat to me. I do not know where they are. But I know for a fact that Vin Orlando had 10 receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown, also to pick six. Malozzi was a beast defensively. Had like four or five tackles called pass breakups. Led to the pick six by him. Um, Elvina had two or three sacks. Leota ran for two touchdowns, threw for two touchdowns. Or one touchdown. Rob, 8 of 18, 129 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Joe Pip, three catches, 42 yards, touchdown, the pick six, also at five tackles. Lebo, sack safety. Oliva, two catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Jason Margo, three tackles. Joe Noya, interception, pass breakup, three tackles. Rob Torino, game-winning touchdown, 25 yards. Wickop, sack, which ended up being a uh, former recovery for touchdown, and also had two catches for 11 yards. And Mahmoud, pick six. Full, boy, team, full team effort from UNC in the second game of their doubleheader. Pick up the big win. Two and four in the season while Vanderbilt moves to one and through the double. No quitting that team. Last game of the day. ULA versus Texas AM. Did you even stay for this one? Uh it was a fucking nah, I left that half. Forty nine to six is the official final score, by the way. Not forty four, which we wrote on the Instagram. Um pathetic showing by ULA, pathetic showing by Jarak, um, pathetic attendance by ULA. And Texas A&M is one of the best teams in the league, and they just played against a team who was not really want, didn't really want to play, wasn't really out there trying their hardest. It looked like at times. I won't say every player, but I'm gonna say some players. Um, Drock's not himself right now. No, you still playing? You think he's still injured? I mean, he's not 100. percent He can't run the way he used to, but and he was never that good with the arm. So like. They, I don't know. He has to. He's not ever someone who game plans either. So like, when you're deficiency wise and you're, you got to use your smarts to. Usually he compensated by just running the ball. Right now he can't do that. Um, seems like their team's a lot out of it. I want to see their full team show up. We need Deshaun and Taj to be there. Those are two weapons on the outside. You need uh, your full if, line. If Jarrah is hurt, let's get Deshaun back. Bigford also. Yeah, Deshaun can play quarterback for this team. Jarrah can play receiver. Bigford didn't show up in this game. ULA was beat up and they got beat up. Do, do me a favor. This, this is a good team, ULA. I, I want to see everyone show up. They got talent. It's a lot of talent. I, I don't like to see teams give up. You know, midseason. Not even. We're not in midseason yet. Are we? Right. They're only four games. Yeah, they only play four games. Yeah, yeah. Get on a streak. Get into the playoffs. You got talent on that team let's let's not give up on the season just yet yeah a&m was absolutely dominant in this game they got whatever they wanted i said to sir and justin during the game i said sir you got guys running wide open like absolutely wide open he goes yeah i don't even have to like think right now i'm like that is phenomenal sir was playing loose finished with seven total touchdowns five throwing two rushing sir was in his bag finished with nine touchdowns in two games he put together a nice team yeah, um, they are amazing. Justin finished with 140, uh, 139 receiving yards and four touchdowns. Um, their whole team went off. Bowen, 73 yards and a touchdown and a pick one. Dins, three pass breakups, two conversions. Simpkins, interception, pass breakup. Tuna, two safety, a safety and two sacks. They, this, this team is, a fu- is fully loaded. Uh, Joe Flynn caught a conversion in this game. They they are rolling on full cylinders. All cylinders right now on offense and defense. They lost 13 points in two games to Clemson and ULA. They're rolling five and zero. Look like they're number one in the rankings due to point differential right now. So, yeah, got a new number right one up there. team. Uh, new number one team in the league due to the standings. Uh, I'm not sure how people feel about the power rankings, but they look very good right now. They took care of business in these two games, and honestly, I have not much more to say. Um, they look like the league's top echelon right now, along with us and Cal U and maybe UAB as well. So, um, did they play Cal this year? Who? 
Uh, A and M. Playing them this week. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, so they're game of the week. Ten o'clock though. All right. Yeah, so this is game of the week now. Yeah, we're about to get into that in a second. Um, I basically just read all the A and M stats. No, Torino had a sack. Who didn't I say? The uh, flip had a conversion, two catches. Yeah, I said all your stats during that. And Jarrock was 12 of 22, 94 yards, interception, 59 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Augie subbed for Bickford, five catches, 36 yards. Steve Saletto, four catches, 20 yards. Rhett had 37 receiving yards. And Giuseppe had 25 yards. That is all for ULA. That is all for the week four recap. Um, let's go into a week five preview. Um, got another good slate on deck, like we talked about just now. Cal U is playing Texas A&M. We'll start with that game at 10 o'clock. Um, what, are you, what, are you, what are you looking for in this game? Uh, you got... Trench uh, is going to be crazy. Yeah. Two of the best D-lines and two of the best O-lines. Uh, wouldn't say two of the best O-lines. Say two of the best D-lines for sure. Um, I think A&M's got their hands full with Douglas, uh, Kilwell, and Mancini. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Kilwell's going to grab every flag that comes up the middle. 100%. And then you got the edge rushes between Mancini Douglas. and Douglas. It's going to be really tough. I mean, uh, those guys have their work cut out for them on A&M. Listen, but they've been doing the job this year. So, you know, uh, I, I, I look forward to watching this game. I really do. Yeah, I think. Uh, this could either be a, a great defensive struggle or this could be, you know, a light em up type of show. Yeah, so I think I'm leaning towards another defensive battle. Here's my reasoning why. A&M played a tough game with UNC, 15-13 earlier in the season. I think Cal U is pissed about last week not having Collis, still almost beating us, honestly, lost by one score, had a chance to tie the game. Um, They're going to have to figure out a way to stop Justin. Um, Collis is probably going to have to guard Justin because he's probably the best athlete with size that can man up with Justin. I'm not saying they're going to play man, but they're definitely going to make sure they have their eyes on him. Um, And Douglas and Mancini and J.K. Will are going to have to win this game on the trenches, so I'll I guess we'll call first call out of the week. I'm calling out A&M's O-line. I'm not saying you've played bad so far. No. I'm saying in this matchup, you are going to decide the outcome because I think that if Surov has time to throw, it's going to be a good offensive showing for uh, for Texas A&M. And if Cal U's able to play that stingy defense they've played all season, then it could be a, a barn burner. I'm going to take Cal U. Wow. Listen, A&M, uh, your boys on the line better eat their Wheaties this week. This is going to be the toughest line they face this year. Uh <laughs> Uh, those boys have some size. They're great flag pullers. They're great flag pullers. They have strength and speed. Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> Five and overs. And for one. that, I'd like to give them the edge. Plus, you know, Kyle's coming back and playing. But uh, listen, I, I've been riding AM, you know, from the start this year. Mm-hmm. I think they're that good. Um, and like I said, they all play well as a team. Everyone chips in. Uh, I, I'm going to ride with AM. All right, I like. I, listen, I think this is going to be a good game. I think that I th- I'm expecting a low scoring, um, a low scoring showcase. I'm just texting Augie our picks so that I don't forget them. Um, TJ not here, no picks this week. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm very excited to see how it turns out. You want to make your Cal U versus Texas A&M pick? We're on the first game of the recap. Um, is Kyle playing? Kyle is playing. Yes, full team for both, I believe. What time is the game? 10 o'clock in the morning. First game of the day. I will take Cal U. Okay. Me and you are on Cal U. I'm Tommy the only one on A&M, A&M, and I haven't been wrong in them A&M yet. A&M so. 5-0, Cal U 4-1, but they're one loss for that Collis. Yeah, I think, revenge, I'm looking, I think revenge week for them. All right. Next game. Oh, my God. Why did he put it so far up? Oh, no. Um, next 10 o'clock game is... 
Um, ASU versus UNC. ASU season on the line. UNC, like you just said, Tommy, the most competitive team in the league. Uh, UC is something for Damian for the rest of the season. Damian out for the rest of the season. Um, I'm taking UNC. They're the better team right now. They're playing on all cylinders. Sam Allen, if Sam Allen shows up, it'll be a better game. If Sam Allen's not there, I definitely have UNC. Um, Augie just hasn't been able to find that quarterback this season. Line needs to protect well. I do think he'll have time to throw in this game. I don't think UNC's D-line, besides Wickhop, is very overpowering. Um, but Wickhop has been a beast this season. Beast. I'm taking UNC by seven. Wow. I'll also take UNC. I can't take Arizona State. They, they, yeah, they, they. I think I've taken them every single time. They've lost every game. First game of their double hider. This is yeah. a must win for them. Even though I will say UNC in this, I know you guys already did the recap, but in the second half of their game against Vanderbilt, against Vanderbilt, they, they were terrible. Terrible. They were terrible. And I know he definitely came on here and said they're the most competitive team in the league, right? Did he, he literally said that. Exactly. I know he was going to say that, right? Although oh, the most competitive team in the league, when you're up thirty and the other team comes back. It doesn't mean that you're competitive in that game. You should have put them away. I'm not hearing that. I'm still taking them uh, in this they, game. They blew a big lead, and they came up with a big win in overtime. Shout out to Rob Trino. Maybe one of the best players yeah, in the We already season. went over yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Just shout out to Rob Trino. I didn't get, I didn't get yeah, the sound. Uh, TJ, UNC yeah. hater. Yeah, no, I'm thinking UNC. I know. I'm UNC. I mean, it's hard to think ASU right now. I can't think ASU, but they can't do that. You can't jump on the pod late and give your opinion. It means nothing. UNC. You were there today. You were there. I was there. I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go UNC on this one. Like I said, they play with all the heart in the world, uh, and they're in every game. Everyone's on UNC. You can't take Arizona State right now. No. can't. No. All right, 11 o'clock games. Um, Memphis versus ASU. ASU second game of doubleheader. We're all taking them to go all one in the first game. So, and I mean, I can't oh. imagine you saying that you're going to take uh, Ben Gargano, like, we don't, like I said, I don't bet against them. Uh, DeLon out for the season. DeLon's Ooh. brother playing for DeLon. What happened to DeLon? Hurt his knee in the last game. He had to sit out the second uh, half. Is his brother? Brother's that? a lineman. Okay. So, oh, he does? Oh, yeah, well, that's so a big offensive Yeah, lineman. no Chris Hunter in this game. They only have seven. Wow. I'm still taking Memphis. I don't think. L- listen, I don't listen. They're, they're, they're one bad call away from being undefeated. Yes, one <laughs> so, terrible call. One terrible call. You saw a tempo on the on Instagram said road to five and zero this week. Yeah. So uh, they're excited for this game. I think Memphis comes out. Play didn't play last week. I got them in a big. ASU win. absolutely has to win their first game. Ha- absolutely, has they to. have to win because I don't think they win this game. So they have to win their okay, first. Okay, so you're picking two of them too. Oh, that's so bad. I feel yeah. terrible. So are you? You're, we're all picking yeah, Memphis. We're all yeah. picking terrible Memphis. about it. Um. If I'm ASU, just make sure Spo and Tom Garvey are If they go 2-0 and o this week, they're back. ASU? If, yeah. if they go 2-0 this week, they are fucking back. back. If they go 0-2, oh they're dead. Yes. <laughs> All if right. they go 1-1. If they go 1-1, they're also back. Okay. Because if they beat UNC, that's a big win because they, they're they a lower seed. Then, then they the, got to come out and give it yes. the wall. All right. Next game at 11 o'clock, UAB playing against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, first game of a doubleheader. Second game they play against me. Give me, um, give me UAB. Yes. I'm, I want to say, I want to say this. I said this about Vanderbilt at the field when they were down twenty-eight to seven, or was it was twenty-seven to six? They were down three touchdowns. I was like, they're, they're, they have to pull flags. Like people just catch the ball and run right by all. I, of I them. believe you called them the worst team in the league. I did. I did call them the worst team in the league at that point. I was like, they're, I was like, this is the lowest point that they're at. Okay. This, I was like, this team, I was like, this team, they're just running. You're telling me they weren't just catching the ball and running by them? 
No, they were. They, that's exactly Joe what they Pips, were doing. All right, wait, I was before, like, yeah, I didn't even I say this it? on the recap. I'm going to say it now. Joe Pipps' touchdown looked like the most pathetic effort by every player on Vanderbilt to qualify that I've ever seen in I my literally, life. I literally, I'm like, yo, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. I was like, oh, this they is were not the, definitely, They definitely hit rock bottom at I, that moment. And I haven't seen them since week one. Correct. So, so they now, didn't look so, good. No, week one, they looked good in the first game. To come out to start against UNC, they did look no, good against uh, TCU, and they called all TCU. Yeah, against TCU, that's who it was. But that's what I'm saying. That was the last time I saw okay. it. And I was like, wow, this team does not look anywhere as good as they looked in the first week. So I'm taking Mikey's team. But they, but they obviously came back and, and started playing well yeah, so maybe for some turnovers. But them. damn, pull a fucking flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah but and it, in in I, this game, if they can't pull a flag, it's over for them. I'd be in. Yeah, exactly. Mikey, yeah. Great yeah. runners with the football. Yeah, if you couldn't get Joe Pip on a flag, and if my IB gets the ball, it's it's over. Yep, I am taking. Even though they Leota was electric late in the game, throwing dimes down the field and shit, and they started picking they're, it up. Their guys can't catch. No, they got guys they, that can't catch. They, they they picked it up though late. They, they forced did. the pick six. Like yeah. they they were know, they, they, they forced it, it in late, but they they have to pull a flag yeah, against well, IB. You got to pull a flag. Yeah, I mean IB's one. We talked about before. One of the most electric players with the ball in his hands, and I can't pick against them right now. UAB gave us one of our best games of the season. They're a really good team. Uh, I got UAB. Close one though. Shit talking could be high in this one. I don't see Mikey losing this. No, now. me neither. UAB. Everyone's uh, on the same pick. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have a lot it's of the same chalk. picks this week. No, not all chalk, but some of it. 12 o'clock, Vandy playing second game back-to-back against me. Me, no Dylan. Oh, boy. This is a tough week for Vandy. Yeah. Tough week. Yeah. What is their record? One win? One two. and three. One and three? So they one and four if they lose. They to need to win one of these two right here. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm taking I feel myself. like they have a better chance against you guys than they do against... How's that? Against Mikey's team, I guess because we don't have the team speed at the outside. That, they, that well, that's exactly that's what I'm I just to. think I, I think you have a big day rushing. Them. I might I might uh I might be like lighting a fire <laughs> under that ass, but I just think there are three receivers of Mark Keanu and Joe Stulek are just more athletic and better than what they got in the secondary. Wow, big statement. No offense to Leota, but Leota was playing corner last week. I like Leota. I yeah, I, but he's I, a yeah. linebacker or a D lineman. He's not a corner. I mean, D- Dylan is their best receiver, but he's uh, out this week. But we're, I'm but, not worried. Yeah, they, they got three very. Capable. We're game planning. Yeah. We're game planning for this game because this is a game. It's like a not a trap game, but kind of a trap game. We're five and zero. We're playing against a one, a one and three, potentially one and four team when we play against them. Um, our defense has picked it up crazy, so I think our defense is going to be fine offensively. We just need to get the ball rolling again. Um, I got some new things I want to try out this week, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm obviously taking Louisville. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking, I don't also. like that. I'm taking I, Vanderbilt to go 0 2. They just have a two tough matchup. I mean, we've, I, I, we've I, all picked all three teams that two yeah. teams that double hires to go 0 2. Uh, uh, offensively, I think if you work Matt Hughes into it, I think he could abuse that line over there. So okay, I like that. I like that. All right, we're all in Louisville. Next game of the day: TCU versus Houston. Both teams that picked up their first win in the uh, year last week now both play each other with a chance to get two straight wins. Time, I'll start with you. Oh, what's this again? I'm sorry. TCU Houston. Houston. Oh, it's a good game. Great game. Good game. Statement uh, game for both teams. Yeah, like I said, we've been saying that they've been playing better every game. They came off with a, a win last week. Uh, they're tough now, mm-hmm. but they got the players and the quarterbacks playing well. Uh, Tommy, Tommy's got to stop with the turnovers. He, yeah, he's, he's too good to, to be turning the ball over that much. Also, there's a ball hawking secondary. Yeah, Paul Carter, Liam. This is this Rich. is gonna be a tough game. Uh, I do think that uh, Austin's playing some of his best ball. Yes. Uh, I I think that yeah, I know uh, TCU's gonna watch out for those uh, those bubble screens. Yeah, short that, slants in the bubble uh, screens. Yeah, when when Austin gets out there with a full head of steam, that that's a road grader right there. Yep, hundred percent. I had multiple people uh, DM the the page when Tim Howard posted the the video, and everyone was like, "Yo, is that like?" 
how like that's crazy. Like that's gonna score every time. I'm like if it's one on one out there and you're playing yeah. ten yards off the ball and they throw a screen and Austin's and the Austin's lead blocker. Out there. And, yeah, and Austin's quick for Tim's a guy's size too. So and Austin's very fast for his size as well. Tim is really impressive when you watch him play like in person. In person, he's way he's, better. Yeah, yeah, he's he's Tim is definitely really impressive. Super athletic. Uh, I'll take Houston in this game, even though I like the way that TCU played against Arizona State last week. I thought they looked good. They were into the game. They're throwing good long balls. You know, I picked TCU. I think I picked um, ASU to win that yeah, game. You did. So, um, but I will take. I'll take Houston in this game. Tommy's a beast. I'm rolling with TCU. I rolled with them all year. They got their first win last week. Hogreave looks very comfortable playing now. And I like what he said to you. He said he texted you and said that I promise you my team will not be the ass team in this league. He did. He after after week <laughs> one. After Love week it. one, Love he texted it. me and said my team will not be the ass team in this league. And I do agree with him. And I'm taking them to move to two and four. This, Big win for them this, this week. This is a huge game for both teams. Hundred percent. They both have one win. Uh, the 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 winner of this game has the tiebreaker, has the leg up. Oh, just so you know, this is TCU's first game of a doubleheader. Okay. Um, like I said, Tommy's team, uh, they've been in every game. One point. One well, point. Three one-point losses, right? Three one-point losses, and they came for a win last week. Uh, I'd like to see the defense play a little bit tighter. This is going to be a really tough game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, Five points. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to go with the veteran and Tommy. Okay. Uh, no, no offense to Chris. I'm just going with the veteran in this one. I think this game could go either way. Wow. All right, so you two on Houston. I'm on TCU. Well, uh, 12, 1 o'clock games, we'll talk about TCU's second game against ULA. I can't even tell you, like, who's showing up. I, I think ULA's got a full team. Like, they should. Only had six last week. No Bick. I'm expecting him to be back. Expecting Deshaun to be back. TCU, I have them wing 1-0 and going into this. And ULA kind of seems like the team that you can kind of get right against right now. Um, I need to see more out of Jarrock. I need to see more out of the offense as a whole. Defensively, I think at times they play well. They have um, solid ball hawks in the secondary that can make plays. Um, and Rhett's a force on the D-line. Um, just can't pick you. It's like you at ASU. I can't pick ULA right now until they show me something more on offense and defense, honestly. I'm taking TCU. So I've got TCU going 2-0 again to 3-4 and on the season after this day. They what about you guys? I'm going to go TCU. I think they could very well be 2-0 on this day. Um, I don't think that ULA has uh, what, it, what it takes to beat uh, the athletes. The athletes on that team. Yeah, Liam Rich and Paul. That could just be a big yeah. mismatch on the outside. So for TCU. yeah, let's, let's. You have to take. You can't take ULA. No, it's they, ASU. Yeah, you can't. You can't and ULA them. works looks worse than ASU you right now. You can't take them. I'll take TCU. You yeah. Can't take them. All right, we all taking TCU. Yeah. All right, so you guys got TCU going one and one, which would be a good, a fine day yeah, for them. Yeah. I got them going two and zero, getting yeah, three and four. Day, yeah. um, I'm gonna roll my guy Chris. All right, let's just do power rankings for the season so far. Rowan's not playing this week. What? Rowan's not playing. Oh, this week. oh, we didn't do. Oh, last game. I'm so sorry. Rowan versus Clemson. Missed the game. Uh, Rowan versus Clemson, last game of the day. Rowan coming off their best offensive performance of the season. Um, Negron looked the best he's looked all year. Got the ball to his playmakers, Chase and Pauly. Defense, which has been so good all year. We didn't even talk about that, how their defense has been so good all year. Yeah. And this in this game, they took a major step back. Um, what yeah, but it's, it's tough if you're, you're getting turnovers. Oh, I agree. Oh, and it's tough for the defense right. with a short field. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I'm not going to blame uh, No, 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 I won't blame it, but they gave the most points they gave up all season. Yes. What do you like in this game, Clemson versus Rowan? What do you think? I think it's a bounce back game for for Clemson. They are, I think, one of the still one of the elite teams in this league, mm-hmm. and I still think they have one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And in uh, Trevor, so uh, bounce back game for them. Uh, it's a very talented team. I can't see them uh, losing to Rowan. One we- thing I'm going to say, I am picking Clemson in this game. They are the more talented team, in my opinion. What I'm going to say to Rowan is this: If you look at Paulie Caldenato, 
and you look at the size of him and you look at the size of the DBs for Clemson, maybe that is something you should try to take advantage of. Because I promise you, Paulie is 6'3 and can jump, and no offense to CJ, CJ's like 5'7". I'm just being honest. He plays safety for them, and that's a mismatch. So, if Rowan is going to win, Paulie's going to have to have a huge game. Does CJ play corner or does he play safety for them? He played corner against Brett, me. Brett, Brett plays in the middle. Yeah, that's why he leads the team in tackles. Okay. He's been a beast, Brett. I got Clemson in this game. I think if Rowan uses Paulie the way that everyone else knows he should be used, Rowan could keep the game close slash pull off a potential upset. Um, I wanted to say that yeah. I was at the field and Ubeer is an absolute monster. 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 Like he's an absolute it's monster. Uh, I know you guys probably talked about it on the recap. Plays at, plays at Willie Pay. So. I, ha- I mean, I had to come out here and say he's he fucking dominates in the league. Like he comes to the field on Sunday and literally dominates. So he's a beast. He should be a first round pick. He went in the top of the second round. He should, so. Yeah, he should yeah. be a first round pick. Yeah, him, and, him and Alex Cocker are two of the most he's dominant players down. in the league I, on both sides. I of got the them right behind Douglas and Mancini as, as Lyman, that, you know. Lyman duo. Yeah. Yeah, that, that the Cal U Lyman duo gives more sacks, but that the the Clemson duo I mean, does things. Like, he, took yeah. a, he took a whole side of the field. Yeah, he locked, they, they, I think, they locked the ball like five times. They, they, yeah. and, and Cocker, no, 100%. 100%. They do things differently to make the same plays. So we're all on Clemson this week. All on Clemson. All on Clemson. Um, if I let's pick one potential upset. If I had to pick a potential upset this week, I would say ASU over UNC. That would be my potential. upset. I would go with that also. You got any potential upset that you didn't because we didn't? Well, I don't if think you, you say ASU over UNC, I mean that's we all pick, we all picked what, UNC. What be? What's the spread? You, oh my god, UNC has to be at least four, four and a half, five. Okay. Because the way ASU is playing, it potential upset. I'll say Vanderbilt over Louisville. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't process. You saw I didn't process that right away. That's my potential. All right, let's uh, let's do. We're gonna make our power rankings real quick and then get out of here. All right, let's uh, get into our power rankings. I'll give mine and then Tommy will give his. Me and TJ basically just collabed on this. Um, we got Louisville one, Cal U two, Texas A&M three, UAB four, Memphis five, Clemson six, Army seven, UNC eight, TCU nine, Houston ten, Vandy eleven, Rowan twelve. ASU 13, ULA 14. TJ, you were saying off the air that you felt like you could put UAB ahead of Texas A&M. Yeah, I think you could put you you could make an argument that they're the second best team. Okay. I think two through four could be interchangeable, and I wouldn't be shocked if any of those teams beat each other. Like if UAB beat Cal U, yeah, or yeah. UAB beat maybe doesn't play Cal U this year. Yeah, Rob well, that I'm one. Just, I'm no, 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 saying, no, no, yeah, no, no, that, I wouldn't. You could interchange two through four. That's okay. What I said. Tommy, what are your differences? I'm a little different. I got Louisville at one. I got A&M at two. Okay. I got Cal at three. UAB at four. Memphis at five. Clemson six. Army seven. UNC eight. Houston at nine. TCU at ten. Vandy 11, Rowan 12, ASU 13, and ULA at 14. So the only difference is there for you guys not following was he had AM over Cal U and he had uh, Houston, Houston over TCU. Right. I couldn't put Houston over TCU and then pick TCU, so right. obviously I had TCU over, you had Houston over. That's why I picked. Um, I mean, listen, our, our rankings were pretty... Uh, we're pretty similar, basically, for the most part. Yeah. I think the league is pretty good right now, outside of really, outside of really like two teams. I think Rowan showed they could be competitive. Um, ASU and ULA need to step it up to make us have fourteen good teams in the league. Excited for Week Five. We are playing at the Blue Field at Dolan Street, starting at ten o'clock. Um, yeah, that's it. Subscribe on all platforms. Thanks for listening, and peace.